It's the Buzz and Steve-O Show, coming at you now. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Buzz and Steve-O. Carson Wentz is your new quarterback for the Commanders. How you feel about that, Buzz? Well... <laughs> He probably wasn't my first choice, but, you know, it is what it is. So I'm going to wish him the best. Um, I do think it's an upgrade uh, over Taylor because of his experience. You know, he's he's got good athletic ability. His, it's going to come down to where his head's at. With the talent around him, I don't see any reason he can't be successful. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously got the tangibles. He's got a big arm. He's a big guy. He can run. He can move. He can make the throws. The question is always going to be his decision-making. From what you hear coming out of Philly and Indy is, will he alienate himself? How does he handle that role? Does he come in here and does he – I think he's just got to come in and be himself. You know, if he's not that guy, he's not that guy. We have those guys, and – you know, John Allen and Chase Young and a lot of these, you know. Terry McLaurin. Big vocal guys. Terry's not real vocal, but he is a good leader. Uh, he kind of leads by example. If Carson can come in and just, you know, not make everybody hate him, he, he obviously, he, he does have the physical talent to, to do very well. It's just, again, his decision-making, man. And when he, when he throws a pick, it's usually a bad, bad pick. Uh, but I mean, you know, you can get away with a few of them, but us here in Washington as commanders fans, uh, my biggest fear is that he goes out, he, he has, you know, one off game and then everybody in the world is screaming for the backup, screaming for the backup because we, you know, yeah, well, it's like this. We, you know, we just going to have to be patient. Uh, he's coming in a new offense and, you know, he is the best option we have. So look at it like this. What's puzzling to me is I've heard multiple reports about his stint in Philadelphia and Indianapolis. So I've heard some negative, you know, that that his attitude wasn't always right. Um, I heard comments that he was upset when Nick Foles was successful coming in to back him up. Uh, I've heard comments, you know, with Indy that, he wasn't a team, you know, he would get frustrated and he wouldn't uh, get out there and help pump the guys up or, or whatever the reason. But then again, I've heard nothing but good things from players from Indy. They're all wishing him well. Um, they were making comments before he was traded that they hope he stayed, that they wanted him to be their quarterback. So if he can be that guy to where the team wants him, you know, then it could be a real good thing. Yeah, and, you know, I've heard one of his biggest things is he's kind of uh, – he doesn't take well to coaching, being coached up. Yep. So, you know, maybe the players love him. They're not the ones coaching him. Maybe it's the coaches that don't like him because he's stubborn. Bottom line is he's our quarterback. Gotta and get, now gotta go. we got to put some weapons around this guy, give him a shot because this is uh, this is his – make or break year right here for his career is he gonna continue to be a starter in the nfl or is he going to resign himself to a backup role for the rest of his career that's the question and this is the year that question will be answered 
Well, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. This is kind of his final chance to be a starter in the NFL. So, in my opinion, and I might be a little biased, he's going to have better weapons around him this year than he has had in the past. Yes, he had uh, Jonathan Taylor last year. Top-notch running back. Some say the best in the league. But that's, you know, he didn't have nobody. He had Pittman to throw to. You know, and that was about it. So if we can put the weapons around him, if we can get our team healthy, give him the protection he needs with the weapons he's got in McLaurin, uh, based on who we put out there with him, whether it be Samuels, whether we pick up somebody, whether we draft a wide receiver, and plus with our running game, especially if we keep McKenzie, which I'm hoping and praying we do, I don't see us not being uh, a very successful team this year. Well, one promising thing as far as Wentz goes for me, I went back and looked at the last couple of years of his highlights, you know. A lot of his highlights are down-the-field plays as opposed to going back and watching Taylor's highlights. A lot of them are check downs and, you know, balls that are thrown up for prayer and good receptions being made. Wentz's highlights were – probably 75% down the field, long passes, stretching the defense, hitting receivers in stride over the top. That is promising, and that is something we have not seen here for at least six or seven years. Yeah, and Terry McLaurin's never had the opportunity to have a deep ball passer. So, hey, I think he could just be great with that. Well, with him and Deami Brown, you know, Deami's got a lot of speed. If he can get some separation at the line, he's going to be dangerous. And Terry, like you said, is finally going to have a chance to just turn it on and outrun somebody because he can get the separation at the line. He's a great route runner. And it's all he's just always coming back for the ball because he can't be hitting stride on a deep pass from Taylor. So, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. Look. By the time the season starts, I'm probably going to be a huge Carson Wentz fan, something I never, ever thought I would say. (laughs) I will talk myself into it because, hey, I'm susceptible to Ashburn syndrome. I love to be optimistic about this team. Hey, folks, take a moment to follow me on Twitter. At Buzz and Steve-O. I'm still trying to figure out the Twitterverse, but I am more active with each passing day, so hit me up. Let me know what topics you would like to hear more of. Think back to even 17 when Philadelphia won it. They were not a dominant team. They won the key games, and down the stretch they got hot. That's what a team does in the playoffs. The one that gets the hottest is usually your champion. So, what's to say we couldn't do it? We put the right talent out there, um, and we got an opportunity to get some talent. We're going to have to pick up a few key free agents. I mean, based on what we end up getting rid of, we're going to be getting rid of Collins, it looks like. We're going to have to address the linebacker area. We're going to have to address uh, definitely a wide receiver, you know, depending on how healthy Samuel is and what what – Diomi Brown looks like this year. 
Uh, I'm going to be optimistic, too. A lot of reports say Wentz likes to run a heavy set, two tight ends. Um, you know, what's that look like if we implement that in Washington? I think it looks like you probably got to go get another tight end, whatever that looks like. Can you get one in free agency? Probably not. Maybe you can if you can steal one somewhere, but, you know, well, whatever. Bates, Bates last year proved he was uh, – t- excellent blocking tight end. You know, you got Logan Thomas. He's good. Yeah, you got so, Logan, but you, <clears throat> Logan's really your only playmaking tight end. The other guys are they're they're catching, get tackled guys. They're not uh, you know, Kelsey's that's going to get a lot of yak. Well, unfortunately, here's what I think. And maybe not unfortunately, depending on how successful it becomes, but I don't think they're going to build an offense around Carson. I think they're going to adjust him to the offense we have and we'll see how successful he can be running it. Well, I think if if they were smart, they would go back and look at what they did in Philly in 17, what they did in Indianapolis last year, which was – Run know, the ball 90% of, of the time. It was a lot of RPOs and, um, you know – it was also when he did pass, go back and look at a lot of his highlights from last year were almost all on play action. So they did have a good enough running game that they kept a defense honest and took their shots and it paid off. So you're going to have to definitely get a balanced offensive approach in order to be able to set up these things. Well, I think we are, you know, with uh, Gibson, and, and McKenzie and uh, whoever else is back there, basically that's what we try to do. Uh, we try to run the ball and, and then play action off of that. I mean, that's so, another thing is McKissick coming back. They haven't, they haven't re-signed him yet. Well, so. I'm sure hoping so, but you know what? It would not surprise me if somehow we let him slip away. If he hits free agency, I think he's going to get some decent offers. So it's going to be based on he'll have a few opportunities and a few – uh, choices uh, are we going to be his first choice because he's probably you know possibly he'll be offered more somewhere else yeah and we would lose him which i would hate to see but it is a business so we'll yeah. see it's a business decision that's one thing that the commanders have to wrap their heads around right now and start working on is you know taking on a 28 million dollar carson Wentz salary i don't think it's a bad price for a, you know a starting quarterback uh, a lot of people think it's too much money but I mean, come on, man. He he he's he's making almost half of what a lot of these other guys are making. But let's face it, Washington has no bandwagon fans because in today's climate, it isn't necessarily cool to be a Washington fan. So, to those of us who always have and continue to bleed burgundy and gold, I salute you. Washington has to come in now and really evaluate their free agent market and the free agents on the commanders that we want to re-sign and really prioritize because we sat in here a couple of weeks ago and talked about, uh, you know, Carter, McKissick, Settle. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with Payne? I think you need to go ahead and trade Payne while he's still got some trade. Uh, if you wait till next year, you're not going to get as much for him as you would this year. 
you know, these are my opinions, but this is something those guys in that office got to really think about because you, you're not re-signing all these guys that you really want to re-sign now. Well, you're going to have to pay pay pain or, or trade them. You're not paying pain. You can't. You, you can't pay pain. You, the only way you can pay pain is if you're going to not pay Sweat and trade him or if you're going to not pay Young and trade him. You can't pay Allen, Sweat, Young and Payne on that defense. Agreed, just, and I think they have a plan. I, you know, free agency starts in uh, on the sixteenth, so we're going to find out a lot when things start hitting the fan. You know, right now is legal tampering area where you're hearing about some trades <clears throat> being uh, agreed upon, and but you're going to see a, a lot more of it going on starting the sixteenth, and I think we'll start finding out a little more in detail what what exactly our plans are when it comes to the free agents. Sure, sure. Yeah, we're going to know a lot in a week, but what what do you do? I mean, speculate, you know. You speculate on who you're going to keep. I think you I think you try to keep Carter because he's inexpensive. I mean, I think they're less than a million dollars away, last I heard, with settling a, a deal with him. I mean, they want to pay him like one point – I don't know, I can't remember, 1.7, 1.8. He wants like – he wants like 2.5 or 3, whatever the number is. But, I mean, come on, pay the guy. He's worth it. If you're going to sign Apke um, because he's so great on special teams, then why not sign Carter because he's great on special teams and he contributes to the offense. You know, you're going to want to sign McKissick. What's he going to demand? I don't know, 4 or 5 million maybe if you can get it done quickly. If you let him go on the market, who knows? Maybe he – Maybe he commands seven or eight million at that point. I wouldn't think so. I think you're probably looking. You know, they're going to probably want to sign two to four million, and he's probably going to be sought after enough to maybe get four to six. I don't see him getting any more than than that. But I mean, you know, it's based on what we're going to be willing to pay him. Because I'm hoping we can go ahead and wrap this wrap him up. I'd like to get Carter, <clears throat> but you know, I don't see us going overboard to get him. Um, yeah, you're taking a dead money hit with Landon Collins, right? Of uh, I don't know, like maybe seven million dollars, but you you know you're getting six point six back or whatever it is, and I mean why 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 not take that money and go ahead and lock down J D McKissick? You yep. know you you you're gaining six million on the cap from letting Landon go, so now let's take that six million and let's lock in McKissick, which is that he contributes to, in my opinion, quite a bit more than, than Collins did. So sure, by ten times, uh, you know. Now, what do you do with Carter? Carter's small money, man. I think you know for the amount of money that he's asking for and what he brings in. Hey, I think he's a weapon, but at the same time, maybe these guys are sitting back looking at the draft and they have a plan for bringing in some other uh, rookie wide receivers and you know possibly replacing Carter. I don't know, with a you know a four year deal and a on, on a rookie salary with a fifth year option, who knows how that works? I don't know. They're, they're, yeah, I'm sure they they've got what they would like to do. Then I'm sure they've probably got a plan B, and hopefully it never gets to a plan C. We're what at least plan C, you know, in in the quarterback situation bringing Wentz here because honestly, you know, they wanted uh russell badly they wanted watson 
you know. Uh, yeah, we I talked would, about Aaron, but that was never going to happen. Yeah, I would I would agree with you so, on that. So you you know you bring Wentz in here because now you're you're putting in all these offers to all these quarterbacks. Green Bay resigns Aaron. You know, Russ turns you down, doesn't want to be traded here, and ends up going to Denver. You could face the exact same thing with Watson. You know, even even though he got cleared Friday of criminal charges in Supreme Court, is he going to waive his no-trade clause to come to Washington? That's a big if. Is he? I don't know. You can't count on it. You know, not when you got organizations like maybe uh, Pittsburgh, Indy, a lot of these other places who are going to be in the hunt for a quarterback. So what do you do? You, you, you're proactive. You make sure that you got a date on a prom night, and that's why you go after Wentz. That's why you trade for him. That's why you don't let him hit free agency because if he does, he might not come here either. So now you can drag him here in a trade, kicking and screaming against his will, and there's absolutely nothing he can do about it. So you have been proactive and made a move to assure yourself, your team and your fans, that you do have a quarterback next year and you will not be riding the same boat that you the rode The Heineke last train. Year. Well, you know, and Rivera had to do it. He had to make a move quick. And once uh, Russell was gone, once we knew Rodgers was staying, and we had to think, you know, would Deshaun come – to uh, Washington, you know, probably not, if I had to be honest. And there's also some others, Would these other guys, would they come? So you had to make the trade <clears throat> instead of waiting for free agency. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, Trubisky, we talked about it, who would we rather have, this one or that one. And he's hitting the market, and there is a market for him. And there was no guarantee that he was going to come here especially with a lot of other teams having more capital to offer than we did. The pick thing, giving up for Wentz, is, is, is nothing. I, I was great with it. A lot yeah, of the, no big deal. A lot of the flack I hear was taking on the entire $28 million of his salary. That was the seller for Indy to send them to us. I'm, I'm sure they probably got other offers, but other people probably wanted them to take a dead cap hit or something and hold on to some dead money. And they wanted to deal them before that $15 million hit. And we took it on. And uh, I'm not sorry about it, honestly. I, when I first saw it, I was like, son of a gun. Let me go work in the garden because I don't want to hear anything else about this right now. That was my initial reaction. But the more I think about it, Hey, it, it, it was it a was, business decision. It was probably it was the one thing you could do at the time that was guaranteed to happen, and assure yourself that you had a starting quarterback in here next year. That was not Taylor Heineke. It was the one thing you could do because you can go chase all these guys in free agencies, and you can go chase all these guys in trade deals. And if they've got no trade clauses, and if they've got options, and more than one team looking at them what is going to draw them to Washington? And now, a word from our sponsors. All right, back to the show. What are we missing, a third this year? And we swapped a second, right? We swapped seconds, yeah, and, we, and we're, uh, we're, we're out missing of, a we're, third. We're out of third. So, 
it's like this. You need two people that can catch a ball first and second round. You need a wide receiver, the best one on the board, with the 11th pick. I agree. And with mm-hmm. the second round pick, I'm not sure what spot we traded to. I think we had it 42nd or 43rd to begin with. It's 40 ish somewhere. I'm not sure what we what they had. So, but <clears throat> you take you're taking another wide receiver or a tight end in in that second round. I'm not sure about the tight end class in this draft, but there's a couple good ones. I'm telling you, you it better be somebody that can help you score some points because Wentz has shown that he can score points. And if you want to compete in this league, you better give him some weapons and let him go score some points. I'm going to tell you right now, I know we need a linebacker. I know it. Gosh. Jamie Davis is going to be better this year. And I swear if we take – a defensive player before the fourth round of this draft, then I'm going to be – I'm going to be dumbfounded. I don't think so. I mean, I agree with you. Um, it could get there to the fourth round and we would start with some defense because we do need a, a safety and all. But, you know, we also got to look at who we're going to – we're going to have to sign a few guys in free agency somehow or another. <clears throat> I think we're – you know, because we're going to be – Getting rid of Sheriff, it looks like. I mean, we didn't tag him. He's not going to sign a deal here. So what do you ha- what do you do? You got to get rid of him. Yeah. So we're going to have to replace him. That's going to probably be in free agency. There's some decent. I there's can. Some, I like that Lake and Tomlinson up over there. There's a few the of them Coast. out there. Uh, there's a few of them out there that are going to be available, and it's whether we can sign them or not. Say we got another shutdown corner. You got Jackson. This guy, you can move Fuller to you know, played like a free safety position. And then you got, you know, you got to pick up that right linebacker also. I mean, there's just so many moves that need to be made or what's there needs to be solidified. And we do have a few of the key pieces. We're just missing that one or two piece here or there. Yeah, I agree with you. Cornerbacks are very valuable. Um, But But I agree with you on the offense. we got to go offense in those first rounds. How much salary can you devote to cornerbacks? Because you already got Fuller. You already got Jackson. They're both on big deals. No, I'm talking about a rookie. I'm talking about drafting one. In the second round? I'm hoping – so, hey, we've got some decent guys out there that might be picked up in the fourth round or something because a lot of people are going to go offense. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying there's going to be somebody. We've had some success in the third round. We just got to get lucky and get a guy who can play. Yeah. I still think you draft another quarterback. Are there any left in the fourth round? Well, we're going to – I doubt it. We're going to draft a quarterback, I think. Where, I don't know, but whether Sam Howe gets way down there, Carson Strong, the the zappy guy – Somebody, I think somebody's going to be drafted on Washington this year, a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you definitely draft a quarterback. Uh, that's that's my conundrum, though. Like, I'm sitting here preaching somebody that can catch the ball first and second round. Well, then after that, your next pick is in the fourth. And I think are maybe there you any do a quarterback in the second or in your, for your second pick. Yeah, 40 some picks. 
40 some picks in front of you, are there any quarterbacks worth having left? Yeah, everything's an option. And, you know, this is all speculation. And we're sitting here just running all this through our brains. But at the end of the day, I think history has taught us anything is that we have absolutely no idea what they're going to do. Because every move that we think they're going to make outside of releasing Landon Collins, uh, they don't make. They do something different. <laughs> so, what do we know? You know, we're a couple of true. we're a couple of fans sitting here uh, saying what we would do. But you know, this is a multi-billion-dollar operation that has uh, you know people all over the country working deals on a daily basis. So, well, let's just say this, for instance. Okay, let's say got the same team we did last year. Other than we got Wentz at quarterback, say we re-sign McKenzie, say basically we're operating with the same offense. How much better are we with just the addition of Wentz in this same offense and say a, a healthy Curtis Samuel and say no COVID issues? What kind of crap did we go through last year in COVID, especially in the second half of the season? Yeah, the protocols are now gone uh, to where those are not going to be issues. So we're not going to have guys missing games because of COVID unless things change. So we appear to be on a track to have a healthy roster. So let's just say we have a healthy roster. We don't have half the team on, on the bench injured. And then you had you add wins. I mean – I don't see to where this couldn't be a team that would contend for the NFC East. You know, a big thing, too, is 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 thinking about Logan Thomas and his recovery. You know, he's not supposed to be ready until the beginning of the season. So, there's always a chance going in, if he's not 100%, he might miss the first three or four games still being at rehab, still healing up, still getting strong. We'll see how that works. But I want to make a prediction here. And and you may laugh at me, whatever. But this I see this being a dangerous combination. Is you're cutting Ricky Seals Jones, all right? You're gonna keep Bates as a third option. And what you're gonna have is when you run these two tight end sets, you're gonna have Logan Thomas and Samus Reyes because those are two athletes. And if Reyes can improve his hands a little bit, he's one of those guys from a different sport that has all the gifts in the world, but it's like he has never really learned. He showed last year that maybe he had never really learned how to take a hit. Well, he's never played football. <laughs> exactly. And uh, one thing that is very valuable in football is knowing how to fall, knowing how to – you know, absorb contact. And so what you saw with Reyes on a few passes that he did catch last year was he turns around to run and gets rocked, you know, situational awareness, something he's going to have to learn. I hope they really emphasize that with him because if they can ever get that guy in the right frame of mind and give him the skills, he's got the tangibles to be a dangerous tight end. Well, like I say, he's a project, no doubt, but he's a project evidently they think's worthy of taking on. 
because uh, he is uh, he is an athlete. Are you in on Wentz, or are you out? Is this the right move for the Commanders, or is it just the only option we had? Will we come to appreciate this acquisition, or will we disdain it and end up cutting our losses just like we do with Landon Collins? Let me know what you think on Twitter at Buzz and Steve-O. Well, look, it's like this. You're going to have Terry this year. He's going to score 13 touchdowns. All right. You're going to have Samus Reyes is going to have five. Logan Thomas is going to have nine. Uh, I, I dare not say what I'm going to predict on Curtis Samuel <laughs> uh, because I don't. I just don't know. But hey, hey, I'm optimistic on him too. I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him his fair share. Yeah, I mean that's what thirty touchdowns right there between those three guys I just said. So hey, I think Wentz is going to throw for uh, you know close to five thousand yards. Uh, we're going to have – he's probably going to throw <laughs> – he's probably going to throw for, you know, 40 touchdowns. We need to change the name of this show to the Optimist. Yeah, right. The Washington Commander Optimist. Yeah, or the Optometrist because I need to get my eyes checked. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't see – the, the, believe it or not, though, the funniest one there to me was Reyes getting five touchdowns. I mean, you know, I don't know if he's just going to be ready to hit see the field a lot this year. I think he's still a project. I, I mean, think he is too, but I, you know, I think I think the way that you expedite a situation like that is in game. It, it's on the job training. You know right. what I mean? Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you something. Carson Wentz is good at, and that's throwing the fade. He'll throw the corner of that pylon, and if you got a guy that's tall that can jump out, out jump his uh, defender. There's going to be some touchdowns there. He could be that guy because isn't he? How tall is he? He's six five. Yeah, he's a tall Who? dude. Reyes. Reyes. Oh, he's a he's a giant. So I mean, because I was watching, five. I was watching. I thought you were talking about Wentz. I was talking. Well, no, I was watching the twenty. Well, he's six five. I know that. I was watching um, the twenty nineteen edition of the Washington Redskins then and the Philadelphia Eagles play. Philly was scoring over 30 points a game. They scored – they beat us both times that year. They scored 37 and 32. And several of the touchdowns I watched them score on us was fades. I mean, he would just step back and he would throw the ball to the corner pylon and the receiver would would be there to get it. Yeah. And that's hard to defend if it's accurately thrown. That's and he's, he is good at that. That's something Kirk Cousins tried to do a lot and never had a, a ton of success with. Yeah. I can just remember fade after fade after fade to Josh to Dox, Doxon. To Doxon, yeah. And it's just like – And, there, you know, there's another receiver in the da- draft uh, this year, and I don't – Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I don't know much about him, Jahan. but I was thinking to myself, Lord, I hope we don't pick him. I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was sit, I'm sitting here – yeah, he's on my screen right now. I don't know much from, about him from though. Penn State, and I'm like, that's just too close to Josh Doxson. I think <laughs> we need to stay away and hope you know Dallas or somebody picks him up and he busts. I mean, I'm thinking of Gandy Golden. I can't imagine that <clears throat> he's another they would one ever that shows so much promise, but he just he just can't quite get it there. I mean, he's on the practice squad. Yeah, he didn't take that next step. 
yeah. in the NFL ball. You know, we, we all – Dropping too many passes. We not, all see it. You know, stepping from T-ball to hard ball is, is a big step. Stepping from those 60-foot bases to 90-foot bases when you start playing school ball is a big step. Some kids just don't transition They just well. don't adapt. And each step, man, you have to get better and because it gets more complicated and the game gets harder. Uh, and the competition gets harder, and some guys just do not elevate to that level. Okay, well, let's do this. Uh, then, okay, the team as it is, and we'll just come back to this after free agency's pretty much said and done, but the team as it is, with Wentz as our quarterback, <clears throat> with the receivers we have now, with the defense we have now, what are you projecting? How much better are we with the fact of we adding just Wentz over Heineke? What's our record going to be this year? I think I think you know, gosh, optimistically. Or you can put an over and under. It's up to you. I, I'll say thirteen wins. You know, and some of that is due to maybe a little bit easier schedule this coming season. I know we did an over under before Wentz, right? Yeah, we did an over and, and under nine and a half. I think we put the line at or something. Was it nine and a half? I don't yeah. even remember. <clears throat> and anyway, I went you over. You go back and check that out. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, optimistically, I'm. I mean, I got fourteen in my head, but I'm gonna say thirteen um, because I think I think we're gonna be competitive. I mean, hopefully, the defense is not giving up thirty and forty points a game. Because you think about it, last year we started out the year and we were scoring 30 points a game. And that's what we need to do this year. And we were giving up 32, 33 points yeah. a game. And that, that was the problem. Then as, you know, as the injuries as compounded the injuries and everything, and we started came. scoring, you know, 12, 16 points a game. Yeah, we but, won two games in a row, 15 to 13, I think it was. So. so, yeah. How much better are we? I think we are – well, obviously, how, how you think I, we're a lot better. We're going to go from a seven-win team to a 13-win team. Look at it like this. Like you said an episode or two ago, there were at least three games last year that we should have won with Taylor. Oh, yeah. And we absolutely either mismanaged the clock. Laid an egg on the last Laid play. an egg, threw an untimely pick, had whatever the reason was. We gave the game yeah. away. And it happens, but we should have won those at least three games. So that's 10. So you're a 10 and 7 team at that point. So another three on top of that, hey, I don't think that's outrageous. Hey, I like your logic. To uh, a quarterback that has an arm that can throw outside the hashes to the sideline in rhythm and actually hit a guy coming out of a break. So 13 wins I think is, you know, if we don't lay a bunch of eggs like we did last year and just give games away, you're getting rid of Collins. You got Jackson back. It's going to be his second year on this team. He's going to have a little bit more chemistry with Curl, McCain, Fuller. They're going to have a little bit more chemistry. Jamin Davis has got a year under his belt. He'll be better. He's going to feel a little bit more comfortable. And he hopefully will just be able to play the game and not overthink it. That's been everything. his – not the knock on him is he just thinks too much rather than react. And 
Holcomb, he's coming back, right? Yeah. Okay. So you got Holcomb. I like Holcomb. I do too. He's no Ray Lewis, but I mean, he is. He's a good. He's a good linebacker. He's yeah. a smart guy. He plays really hard. He doesn't get hurt too much. Uh, you know, I've heard some ramblings about going after Vander Esch. Uh, he's he's still young, a little injury he's injured, prone. Yeah, he's injured a lot. But you know, depending on what it costs, it could be an asset. I don't know what he's going to demand because I don't think he ever signed off of his rookie deal over there, so he wasn't getting paid much. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know what the market's going to be for him. I think we're going to have to wait and see who signs Bobby Wagner because I think he's going to set the market. Well, you know, again now, remember I asked the team we have at present is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, the team we have at present plus Carson Wentz, look, yeah, I think – I think – you can. I think you win thirteen, and I think you're vying for the NFC East division. I, okay. Well, I definitely agree on uh, the vying for the NFC East. I'm not quite as optimistic uh, as thirteen wins. I will say uh, we're definitely better. <clears throat> but you're always. It's the NFL. You're gonna. You're gonna win some that you weren't supposed to, and you're gonna lose some that you weren't supposed to. So, with that being said. I do think we're would be in a much improved team with the health of the players, with the no COVID issues, with the quarterback that we have in Wentz. <clears throat> I could easily see us being a 10, 11, 12 win team competing for the NFC East. Because to be honest with you, I don't think Dallas will be as good this year. I think that they're going to fade a little bit. Uh, I don't think Dak's the man a lot of people think he is. He's a good quarterback, but he's, you know, I would not put him in elite status. You know, I see them fading a little bit. I see us prospering a little bit. We're definitely a contender for the East with the if, as long as we stay healthy. And I could see us being a, a, a 11, 10, 11, 12 win team. Yeah. Answer me this. Who's a better quarterback, Dak or, or Carson Wentz? Everybody, everybody. If you ask that question to a hundred people, ninety of them are going to say Dak, and it's because he's had success. He's thirteen. How many playoff th- wins does he have? <clears throat> uh, none that I know of. Okay, right. He throws for a bunch of yards, but that's who they yeah, he, are. He and has a, lot a good of times, record, and that's about it. And a lot of times they're garbage yards. You know how many yards? I'd like to see how many yards he has in the fourth quarter. Because well, let me I say this, if it, I may, it's more than the other three quarters combined for the most part. And let me just say this. The years that they've had this good record was when they finished either third or last in the NFC East. So they had that easy schedule. And they sort of just rolled through these teams, beating these teams that didn't have winning records. And then, But then when it got to where the part of the schedule, when they're playing teams above 500 and they get into the playoffs, what happens every year? They, they lose. And – for that reasons, why again, why I don't say Dak. They've got all the talent in the world. I mean, they've got some players that they're supposed to put up thirty some points a game, but they can only do it against bad teams. My my point in all that was four years, hundred sixty million dollars is what Dak signed. That's forty million dollars a year. Is he twenty five percent better than Wentz? Well, no, because, because if if the answer is no. If he's not heads and tails better than Wentz and he's getting $40 million a year, I don't understand 
what the commotion over Wentz getting twenty eight million dollars a year is. Well, He's to be a honest with you, that has a you Super put, Bowl ring. If you put Wentz, and, and, and that's MV, another thing, and had MVP votes, he was he was uh, one of the top candidates for the MVP before he got hurt that year. So you know he's got that going, and he does have a Super Bowl ring. And if you put Wentz, say you just took Dak out of the picture and you put Wentz on the Cowboys roster, does he do better than Dak? There's a possibility. I, I'm I'm just I got to get more further into the year before I should be talking all this uppity up stuff on Wentz. We got to see more out of him. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I'm a fan, so I'm gonna have to psych myself up and get behind Carson Wentz. Hey, I hey, did I'm it. A Wentz I, fan now, I baby. did it with Fitzpatrick. You Me know, too. Me I too. was I was all over Fitzpatrick I was in the preseason. Him all the best. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's gonna throw for yeah, he's gonna throw seventeen picks, but he's gonna throw thirty five touchdowns. I was okay with that. I yep. knew who I was getting, and I was all pumped up to see those thirty five touchdowns. Now, obviously that didn't work out, but I do think if I can get pumped for Ryan Fitzpatrick, granted his beard is much better than Carson Wentz <laughs> beard, but I'm sure I'm going to make myself get pumped for Carson Wentz. Well, hey, we we might have, you know, just look, we got free agency coming up. Say we pick up a couple of these key players, think how much more happy we'll be. Then say we pick up some great wide receiver, <clears throat> whether it be uh, we somehow – It's not going to be Amari Cooper. No, he's gone. He went to Cleveland. But, I mean, I'm, even if it's in the draft, if we're able to get one of these top three or four wide receivers, which I don't see no reason we shouldn't, at number 11, and I would hope that's the way we go, he's, got, he's been given a golden egg. You know, let's just, let's just hope he does what he's supposed to do with it. Yeah, exactly. And let's hope, too, that our coaching staff and our coordinators have enough common sense to play into his strengths and not try to remake him totally as a 29-year-old that's been in the league forever into something new. Well, let's you take know, what he does I agree well and let's let's implement those plays. He's he's going to bring it home for the Royals. He looks just like Prince Harry. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's another tragedy. Anyway... We won't talk about his beard, though. Harry's or the one that like walked away from the family, right? Yeah. Maybe that's the same person. <clears throat> yeah, they look a lot alike now. I'm I mean, you. Harry can't get along with his family. Yeah. And, you know, Wentz can't get along with the Eagles or the Colts. Maybe they're well, the same guy. Commander Carson. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, me either. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold Steve O said so. All right, have a good day. <laughs>